Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. I'm Fernando, your secretary. I am out in the grass, so there's going to be a lot of noise going back and forth. I'm actually, I got a hammock out here that I traded an old Italian bicycle that was pretty beat up for a hammock on OfferUp. And it's pretty good because I can get my vitamin D out here. I can get my meditation out of the way and plus talk to you. How about that? I already been out here for about an hour. I had my lunch. I went to an AA meeting this morning, 12-step morning. I, uh, there's a couple of guys there. One guy with uh, about 20 days sobriety or maybe a 30 days. And another guy with 60 days. And that's our food for keep coming back. Now, if we can, uh, through my experiences and the other guys' experiences, what we want to do is we want to convey to them what our experience has been without paying attention to a daily reprieve in our spiritual condition. What has our experiences been for not following instructions? You know, the book of Proverbs says that we're going to be so sorry when we're, our, our bodies are full of diseases and we didn't pay attention to our elders that told us not to go that way. Not, the party scene is a very destructive scene. The sin will come and eat our lunch. You know that the, the true things in life were gratitude Humility, optimism, generosity, forgiveness, good intentions, and good expectations. You know, my expectations is that I may uh, ground myself, easy does it, like I'm doing now. If you haven't seen the documentary on grounding, uh, take a look at it, because a lot of tension may be coming from your uh, anxiety. Your moving around is creating free radicals, your breathing. kind of nice to see the workers pass by with their machines and you're over here in your hammock uh, drinking iced tea and talking to your friends. I, I'm, uh, what'd you say? I'm, I am financially free. I got it made. It's like my 95-year-old uh, ex-father-in-law. I went to see him about a Sunday ago and he tells me, Fernie, he calls me Fernie. I got it made. He goes, I got my house paid for. I got all, all these, you know, resources coming in. Man, I got a car in the, in the driveway, brand new, and it's paid for. He's 95 years old, and he's got his... His love is intact. His love... You know, I always try to figure out people, what makes a person a tick? And this guy, I, I think it's, it's the way his parents gave love. He was the first one of about 12 kids. Will you believe that? You know, in the 40s, in the 50s, 60s, there were big families. My mom came from a, a 12 dozen. My dad came from a large family. 
and then my mom had five, and then I, I had three, and then my son had two and a half. No, I'm kidding. You know what I mean? But the guy has a lot of love. But the funny thing about it, he still has his, his mind and he has his uh, humor. He says, yeah, but my legs don't work. <laughs> my younger son is there helping him, taking care of him. So that, and I just saw that God is taking care of my son. God said, if you follow righteousness, even your children will be blessed. You know, it's been 30, 40 years I've been following the Lord. Uh, and I see that my sons are, sons are not out there begging bread. They're not out causing misery. They're, uh, you know, they're out there uh, doing the best they can within the uh, regulations and parameters of this country. You know, uh, one, point, one thing stood out today that when we are in the constant hunt for new information, when we're curious for new information, and we have the Lord on our side, uh, then that's in a good place to be. That's the place where God can give us enormous amount of uh, supplies and generosity and enormous supply of good things because we won't lose our focus. Our focus will be the same if we had $600 billion, $500 million, you know, or if our focus will be the same. So that, my friend, is amazing. Even if we had, let's say, go to the other spectrum, we didn't have you know, a job we didn't have, but if we focus on the Lord, we would be content today. And I've been in a place where I didn't have a job, I didn't have a place to live, I didn't have have all these things, and my focus was carrying that Bible in the back of my pocket. And I believe that's inception for us. That's the starting point. But we don't have to go to that to that extremes. We have a generous father who, uh, who paid the price for us. You know, we don't have to suffer with pain. We can suffer by reading. We can suffer by listening. We can suffer by praying for others. We can suffer by giving other people the benefit of the doubt and blessing them and praying for their salvation. That's not hard to do, folks, but that's still uh, a level of surrender a level that raises you up in humility and keeps us good with God. It keeps us well balanced with our Creator. Those are a few thoughts I had for today. Some of the key points that happened today at the meeting were, uh, these, these are the bullet points that I got from the meeting today, which I, I'm going over them so I can insert them in my heart a little, a little further. One of them, there was a guy in there that said, it was kind of funny. He said he, he went into an AA meeting, and it was a woman's meeting. And he was sitting in there, and he didn't know. He was waiting for other men to come into the meeting, sort of. And when it got full, finally it got full of women, and he noticed that there was no men there. And finally someone said, we can't start this meeting until you leave, they told him. And, and he says, one lady, she said, come on, I'll, I'll, I'll walk you out. 
and she walked them and they sat outside and he told her she told him you know if if you're if if you think you're so high and mighty and tough why don't you go home and make a list of all the things that you have control over and he said he did that he went over home to write down a list of all the things that he he was master of he had control did he have control of his uh, health did he have control over his income did he have control over the taxes or the gas pump or what did he have control over and then now that I'm talking about and listening about it, I think the only thing we have control over is our gratitude. I think that's the only thing I have control over. That's the only thing that pops to my mind. What do I have control over? I have control over my gratitude so I can have experienced the benefits of a kindness from a, from a, a loving kindness from a heavenly father. Makes sense to me. I'm not preaching, but it's the truth. It's my experience, folks. Another great thing that was saying is, uh, that was said in the meeting, was uh, that the greatest detriment that's been given to me in this life, one guy said that, he said, is my free will. With my free will, you know, it has been the worst uh, experience I have experienced. I almost died out there with my free will, he says. My, my free will, it, it's trying to talk me into uh, taking a drink. My free will is, is, is trying to tell me that the meetings or the gatherings are no good. My free will wants, wants you to worship me. So he... So he said, uh, in, in these rooms, my free will is influenced to choose correctly, to choose my father's higher power's free will. Another guy said that we don't have any control over, uh, again, over gas prices, $6 a gallon, uh, cable bills, taxes, and all that. To be optimistic is to see the glass halfway full, right? To be optimistic. And the guy, and he said, you gotta be honest. When you're discouraged and you're seeing the, the glass halfway empty, you gotta say it. That's being honest with yourself, right? Yeah, you can say it, but then you have to flip it. What's the solution, right? You can say it that the glass is halfway empty. We, we all have things that we we gotten ourselves into and we're wondering why. Now we got a, you know, car payment, you know, a job. We got ourselves into that and now we're stuck, you know. So we got to, we got to make the best of it because this life is not going to last forever. There is rewards for being a father, being a mother and hanging in there. There are rewards. There are eternal rewards. Do the best we can with what we have. Love the one you're with. Remember that song? What is the rallying point for us? That there's a power greater in ourselves.
amen. So that's about does it. I think I'm, I'm going over and over the thing. Remember, complete abandon is, you know, it's not about drinking. It's about emotional sobriety, being stable. And then another, another thing that I came up with, which is really important, is I remembered, uh, you know, I'm the kind of guy that will pick up uh, trash and pennies and things out of the, out of the street. I picked up three, four skunk, dead skunks out of the streets. I picked up, you know, squirrels, smashed up squirrels, you know, disposed of them, you know. Um, uh, people's teenagers throw out their trash. You know, I pick it up and put it away. And, um, somebody will throw some oil, <coughs> some cans of oil on the side there, you know, and I'll get it out of there. Why do I do that? Because I did it once, and then I'm paying back for my repentance. But one of the things that I read in the piece of paper that the piece of paper said on the floor that I picked up, it said, to make a list of the things I don't want to do. <laughs> make a list of the things I don't want to do. And then in our reading on page 552 of the AA Big Book, it says, to ask God for the want to. So it makes a lot of sense. Huh? Make a, a simple list. I, gotta, I don't want to do the rug. I don't want to clean my patio. I don't want to clean my garage. I don't want to wash my truck. I don't want to vacuum my truck. I don't want to clean out my truck. <coughs> you know, in the back of my mind, I do want to, but it, it, I, don't, I don't want enough to do it, right? So the next step is to make the list, race it to heaven, and then ask God sincerely for the want to. And then make a list of the things, either starting with the easier one or starting with the hardest one. Make a list. I would start with the hardest one. And don't move till you finish the hardest one. Okay, just the problem is focus what's coming to me. So I, I make a list of the things I don't want to do, and then I pray to God to give me the want to do of the things I don't want to do. And then I pray the prayer of Jabez. Ready? Let's act like we have our list in our hands of all the things we don't want to do. And then we, we say, God, oh, that you would bless, bless me with my list that you would grant me the want to and the power to do this list. That your hand of want to will rest upon me. That you will keep me from evil, that it may not harm me. And that God would help me in my want to list. Amen. In Jesus' name. All right, folks. God bless you. Have a good time. Give them heaven. I hope you're still tracking with me. God bless you. Good morning, Fernando, alcoholic. Let us open this five-minute meeting with a moment of silence, followed by a serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. 
Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. Okay, today is the 15th, Pride, July 15th. For thousands of years, we have been demanding more than our share of security, prestige, and romance. When we seemed to be succeeding, we drank to dream still greater dreams. When we were frustrated, even in part, we drank for oblivion. Never was there enough of what we thought we wanted. In all these strivings, so many of, of them well-intentioned, our crippling handicap had been our lack of humility. We had lacked the perspective to see that character building and spiritual values had to come first and that material satisfactions were not the purpose of living. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 71. And that material satisfactions were not the purpose of living. Time and time again, I approached the seventh step only to fall back and regroup. Something was missing, and the impact of the step escaped me. What had I overlooked? A single word, read but ignore, the foundation of all the steps, indeed, the entire Alcoholics Anonymous program. The word is humbly. I understood my shortcomings. I constantly put tasks off. I angered easily. I felt too much self-pity, and I thought, why me? Then I remembered, pride go it before the fall, and I eliminated pride from my life. Fernando Alcoholic, I can attest to that. You know, the, the best way is to have automatic humbleness running in back of you. Like, you don't have to think about it, is get a commitment. When you get a commitment, you get good grief. Good grief. I got to make coffee Saturday night for that speaker meeting. And I pray that the coffee comes out good and, and pleasant and people will be satisfied. And and I brew all week long over it. I stress and I think about it. I jump up Friday or Thursday. Hey, is it Saturday yet? And... uh it works. It really works. That's a humbleness of thinking of others. So it's an easy way. That's why there's so many commitments in AA. I think that's a God shot, a God deal. You're in service. He, he lets me have fun out here. He lets me enjoy uh, hobbies and enjoy other people and, and always expecting a new blessing. His blessings are new every morning. And, you know, I always expect something good. It's not like before. I was always expecting something bad, and I got what I expected. In AA, I'm expecting uh, 25 tons of gold. I'm expecting a truck to back up and throw some benefits on the driveway. I'm expecting good news to come from far-off countries. That's the promise. I'm not in charge. God is in charge. Okay. Very quick, like, we're going to read uh, the 24-hour Hazleton book and get that under our belt 24 hours a day. I got it on my smartphone. AA thought for the day. After we had sobered up through the AA program, we gradually began to get a peace of mind and serenity, which we never thought were possible. This peace of mind is based on a feeling that fundamentally all is well. That does not mean that all is well on the surface of things. Little things can keep 
going wrong and big things keep up on upsetting us but deep down in our hearts we know that everything is eventually going to be all right now that we are living sober lives have i achieved a deep down inner calm question mark meditation for the day you are climbing up the ladder of life which reaches into eternity will god plant your feet upon an insecure ladder its supports may be out of sight hidden in secret places but if god has asked you to step on and up firmly then surely he has secured your ladder fate gives you the strength to climb steadily this ladder of life you should leave your security to god and trust him not to let you fall he is there to give you all the power you need to keep on climbing prayer for the day i pray that i may climb the ladder of life without fear i pray that i may progress steadily through the rest of my life with faith and confidence Woohoo! That is awesome. Anyway, have a great day. I love you. God bless you. Uh, we're expecting good. Okay? Take care. Bye.